0: All right, welcome to another episode of Slinging the Pill. Uh, I am uh, one of the co-hosts here, Jeff Tuckett, and my other co-host is Tyler Fessler. Um, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, we do go over our top 10 preseason way too early. Um, obviously, there's no football playing, so we have to talk about something. And I love just bullcrap and talking some some top 10, some way too early offensive and defensive MVPs um, already we have broke down we've done a preview for 1a through 4a and obviously we are down to 5a um, just kind of a quick preview of 4a we were very uh it was a, it was a very difficult uh, classification a lot of parity kind of like 5a was last year I think out of all the classifications, 5A had the most parody last season, and definitely this this year I think it was a little bit easier for the most part, but still, there's a lot of good teams. Um, we kind of break down the different tier levels, you know, you've got your contenders, your, what we call the OLI, outside looking in, and then maybe some dark horses, and, and obviously we in this particular podcast, we won't go over. Some of the teams that aren't really contenders, but we try to reach out to them
1: on our weekly podcast during the season. So, overall, what are
0: your your thoughts on 5A, Tyler?
1: Yeah, so 5A loved it last year. Um, I it was that 5A and 2A were probably the ones that I got most excited about um, from last year. Uh, unfortunately, you know, I, I talk about it a lot, but uh, we had a Darius Edwards at Wasatch. He got hurt. Wasatch was my pick last year. Um, I believe I had um, Spanish Fork, which Spanish Fork fell pretty early um, in the in the state championship. As did Wasatch. They both lost in the in the second round. So uh, I didn't have really a, a dog in the fight going forward. But it was a lot of fun to watch. Um, I've been in and around 5A for for a very long time. I mean, when I was in high school, my school was actually 5A. It was prior to 6A being created. But my dad, you know, he coached at at Bonneville High School um, for a very long time, as did my grandfather, and uh, and so I've been in and around these these programs. I had a lot of friends go to go to Bountiful, go to Bonneville, go to Box Elder, Um, and so I know the schools. It's a lot of fun. Uh, The only problem with you know five A and six A is just the amount of 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 teams there are. Um, I think there's there's a clear tier list, at least from from my perspective. We have a pretty good tier list, Um, but. There, there's a couple teams that might uh, blend the lines and, and make some noise going forward. And I uh, can't wait to talk about 5A this, this upcoming year.
0: Yeah, and what makes 5A so difficult for for the, the ranking purpose is just the fact of the quantity, just the volume of teams. There's so many 5A teams that it's hard to narrow it down to 10. Um, I thought, at least looking at the teams, that the first three or four um, were not actually that hard but there was kind of a drop after that of teams that are like more like that OLI tier, those outside looking in tiers. But obviously, more than any um, classification, um, there's teams that can come out of nowhere and just surprise everybody. I thought Lehigh last year, not necessarily come out of nowhere, but definitely I didn't, at least we didn't expect them to be as good as they were. So... They're a perfect example, and I believe, you know, any team in 5A, you have your Wasatches that are kind of in that OLI, you have, you know, those kind of teams that could get hot at the right time and make a run at this thing, kind of like how Lehigh did last year. So, jumping into our our top 10s, just right off the bat, we like to keep these podcasts at about 20 minutes. We don't want to, you know, ramble on and take a lot of your time, so we're just going to jump into it, but Tyler... You, you're going to go first here. What are your top 10
1: preseason rankings? Yeah, so to start off, um, 10 was probably my hardest one that I had. Um, yeah. Really, really close. Um, I have, so I'll, I'll just do 10 and I'll do my honorary mentions. Um, really almost a four-way tie. I have coming at 10, the Bulldogs of Provo. Um, last year had uh, kind of kind of an interesting little team. Uh, they struggled... From what I remember, they—I remember them playing Grantsville at the beginning of the season, and me kind of like writing them off. And, I, and for whatever reason, uh, but they just kept winning. Uh, they ended up getting the the five seed overall, as far as you know, in the entire state of five A. So good on good on Provo. They fell to Orem. Um, I, I actually said that Orem was—I kept on going with Orem all the way uh, last year, but I I think that they're they're there. Um, they're going to be in the mix, but I think it's going to be last year. They're going to be kind of forgotten. But I also had uh, really close. I debated on putting Skyline in there. I debated putting Vaudeville in there. I debated putting Olympus. Uh, those those four kind of sitting right around the, the top ten spots. So um, that's kind of was my thoughts. Cedar Valley crossed my mind, but uh, didn't have them in there. So I'm you know coming in at ten, I have Provo. Coming in at nine, I have Timpanogos. Timpanogos, quite honestly had one of the easiest schedules last year. Um, I have. I haven't really looked through what they're going to be doing this year, but if it is a replica of last year's schedule, that's why I have them here at number nine. Um, They do play in, they they dominated their region last year. They played very well. um, And they were able to make it all the way to at least the quarterfinals last year. But I think they're they're good. I'm not going to say that they're super great. Coming in at number eight, I have Park City. Uh, I do like the Miners. They always seem to be in the mix. Kind of like the Snow Canyon of of 5A. They're always there, uh, but I don't know if they're able to make the leap this upcoming year. I do like Park City. I think they're going to be good, but I have them in at number 8. Coming in at number 7, I have Brighton. Uh, Last year, they did take a little bit of a step back coming in at this 12 seed uh, and then getting beaten pretty good against Orem in the first round, but I think they bounce back. Uh, they've been good. They have a really good um, culture there, and I think that they bounce back. They, they get a higher seed this next year, and will make it further into the playoffs than they did last year. Coming in at 6, I have Bountiful. Bountiful snagged the four seed last year, maybe a little bit of a step down, uh, but I think they have, I, I think they're the best team um, out of that region, and I think that they're going to win it again. Um, I do like uh, Bountiful, and, uh, you know, they, they made it, they, they played well up until, you know, they cross pass with Orem uh, last year. And then coming in at five, maybe a little controversial because, you uh, now, I kind of had a—you you were really on Lehigh about middle of the year. I'm, I have Lehigh. Um, I think—you you nailed it on the head. I think they got hot at the right time last year. Uh, I believe, if I'm mistaken, it was a double overtime victory against Wasatch. I might, I might be wrong. it was only a single overtime victory. I mean, they beat them by one point. A bounce of the ball goes different. Wasatch is there. They play Tim now, does Wasatch make that kind of run uh, instead of Lehigh last year? I think they got hot at the right time. I think that they're good. They bring a lot of talent back. Uh, but I think people, the book's out on them. People know they're not going to be sneaking up on anyone this year, uh, you know, winning the state championship last year. So I have them in at number five. Uh, coming in at number four, uh, maybe being a little bit of a homer here, but I do like the Wasatch Wasps. Uh, I think that this year... Barring any crazy injuries, I think that they they retain a lot of good uh, pieces. They obviously lose a Darius Edwards, but the backup quarterback that came in and stepped up last year, super good. Darius has a little brother as well that's playing uh, lights out. He'll he'll be uh, a dangerous weapon for the Wasps coming in at three. I do have Springville. Springville, I was really high on last year. Them in Spanish Fork, along with Wasatch, I did like the Red Devils. Uh, however, they 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 fell. Uh, the, uh, they didn't really show up in the state championship game against Lehigh. Uh, they beat Orem, which was which was a super big victory for them. Uh, didn't show up in the state championship game. I think that's going to sit. Uh, have a little bad taste in their mouth. I think they get back to the, the semifinals this next year. Um, however, I think that uh, the two teams above them, I have Kimpio coming in as the runner-up and Orem as number one. Uh, I will continue to stand by Orem. Uh, Orem last year had a really weird schedule. Uh, From what I remember, they had a couple of of out-of-state teams they played. They had, like, uh, a big uh, COVID outbreak. Um, And so they went as the 21 seed. I kept on winning, and I kept on betting on them, betting on them, betting on them, and I don't want to do that. I'm going to keep on doing it. I think Orem's culture, I think uh, they can, they just, they reload. They never have a rebuild. They just reload. I'm going to be going with the Tigers, playing Timbue, uh in the championship game. That is my top 10 for 5A. Awesome. I mean, I definitely have to say out of
0: all of the top 10s we've done so far, uh, um, I mean, which was to be expected this was the top 10 that definitely had the most differential between mine and yours uh, you do have what four um, Orem slash uh, Provo teams in that top four which I find pretty interesting I think having Orem at number one is a, a fairly safe pick just just merely going off of their history Obviously, winning like what well, was like five state championships in a row not too long ago. So, I think that's a, a fairly good pick. I do have Orem in my top 10. Um, one I do not have in my top 10 that was pretty high up on yours was the Wasatch Wasps. I do have them on um, outside looking in of the top 10. I did consider them, I thought hard. I actually penciled them in at 10 at one point, but they didn't make my list. Um, one that I thought was interesting. That you didn't have on there as well is is one that I'll um, talk about when I do my top ten. Though overall, I mean, we have we have a lot of the same ones though, just in a different order. But those are the different the ones that were drastically different from mine. So you have Orem versus Tintu in the state championship. So yeah, awesome. Sounds good. Uh, I'll start mine right here. Look at my my notes here. Just going. I mean, I'll do. Th- Outside looking into ones I considered, I already said Wasatch was one of those teams. Spanish Fork was one of those teams as well. Spanish Fork, unfortunately, last year they lost their quarterback, and then things kind of spiraled out of control from there, which tends to happen in that situation. But yeah, I had I had Pro. I don't have Pro Bowl on my top ten, which I considered as well. They do have a lot of key pieces coming back. Um, but Jace Welch, their quarterback that's leaving, was a pretty key part of their offense so they were they were close you mentioned cedar valley i also thought about cedar valley um east i thought about east they do have Aminia Mone coming back probably the best running back in the state of utah um and then olympus skyline i thought about putting in um that's about all the ones that were were close to the top 10. so i'll just jump in here uh, my top 10, I got number 10 is kind of surprised. surprise. This is one that I really debated a lot. Number 10, I have Box Elder. Ooh, number ooh. 10. Uh, Box Elder got hot at the right time last year. They beat Twilla in the first round, which nobody thought would happen. And they have a lot of returners coming back. And Dax Basumko in their backfield. And then Talon Chappell um, on their defensive line. And East and White also in the they a really good running game. So I, we'll see how long they last and if they're going to let me down or not. But I, I felt to go out on a limb and put Park, Box Elder above some of those other uh, perennially good teams in, in 5A. Um, kind of a, a big swing, but we'll see. Number nine, I have Park City. Park City, I um, mean, they were they're in 4A last year, 5A this year. And it took them a while to get some tread on their tires and to start moving forward. But they had a lot of Division one talent just every single year. Uh, the Tabarashi brother is going to be there. Miles Preston. They got the quarterback back in Chase Byer. I believe, a third-year starter. Number eight, um, I got Bountiful at number eight. Uh, Bountiful Braves. They have a lot of pieces that are not going to be with them uh, this year, but they do have, the. I think, that the top five cor- running back in the state of Utah in uh, Corbin Cottle. Number seven, I have Orem. Ooh, um, pretty pretty low on the list, but I mean they're 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 on the list because they're just perennially good. They got a good, good coaching staff. They get a lot of good players. There's a lot of there's a dense area of people there in that Orem Provo area, and everybody wants to play in those awesome uniforms over in Orem. I got Orem at seven. Number six, I got Timpanogos. Timpanogos, yes, they don't have a very strong schedule. They didn't last year. Last year, I was just beating them down early in the season for not playing anybody good. And they ended up being better than we thought. A lot of those same players are going to be coming back. Maybe the best receiver, uh, quarterback to receiver connection in Manitou Holiday Holdaway and uh, Luke Livingston out of Tim So I think they're going to be pretty good. So the the top five now, I got five is going to be Brighton. Uh, the Bengals of Brighton, their quarterback last year who was a stud in Jack Johnson. He's going to be coming back and he was just a sophomore last year. Um, But they are losing a lot of players on the defensive side of the ball and probably the best linebacker in the state of Utah last year, which was Lander Barton. So they're going to have to replace him somehow. But I have Brighton at number five. They're going to be good for, you know, the next couple years. Number four, I have Springville. Um, Another good quarterback is coming back in Springville in Ryder Burton, who I believe has um, committed to BYU variety uh, Burton is, is a solid player They got Dallin Johnson over there too Who's one of the best defensive linemen in the state of Utah So Springville will be in the mix Yet again um, In 5A Number 3 This one is the one I was surprised wasn't in your top 10 This is a team that I think Is kind of going to be a dark horse is Usually underrated And that is the Stansbury Stallions at number 3 Stansbury Has their quarterback um, Coming back they have a uh, transfer from Tula Matiaki Halu that is also going to be uh, a force. <clears throat> they got a really good receiver that's coming back. Easton Baker, one of that, you know, arguably was the defensive player of the year in 5A, he's coming back as well. So they are just loaded this next year. And Stansbury being in Timpanogos' region, I think it's going to be that same region championship either stansbury or timpanogos i think stansbury has the upper hand but i think that they are they're going to be in that top tier for sure uh, number two i have the tip view at number two so we both have them at number two we both feel that they could definitely be in the state championship and i agree with that tons of players coming back jj tua uh coming back and just a lot of a lot of key players. That will be returning for temp view. They were frisky last year. I thought that they kind of choked it away. I thought they were the best team in 5A last year. Um, they're going to be good this year as well. Number one, Lehigh Pioneers. <laughs> I, I actually think that this is my most confident number one out of a lot of these uh, classifications is Lehigh. They have their quarterback in Jackson Russo Br- uh, coming back, and he might be the best Quarterback in the state of Utah, either him or McKay Hillstead out of Sky Ridge, but they have him coming back. They got their running back in Carson Gonzalez coming back. They got the best pass rusher in the state of Utah in uh, Bobby Terrell coming back. They just uh, one of the best like, linebackers in the, the state of Utah. The hardest. They have...
1: the messed up all the other three. I missed. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that's interesting. I just uh, you know, like I said, you called Lehigh. Uh, middle of last year first of last year you're were, you're were on them pretty quick um i doubted them it's not that i'm doubting them i just think uh the book might be out and uh so that's why i had them fall a little bit but yeah the, the only thing I, the, I guess like you said the biggest discrepancy uh stansbury obviously uh you know last year uh in the i actually watched the the stansbury olympus game i was keen on watching that and the the Titans of the Olympus Titans, they gave Sansbury everything they wanted and more. And so I, that's one of the reasons why I thought they 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 pulled back a little bit. They were the three seed last year. Um, but when I saw an Olympus team go out to Sansbury uh, and and really fight for that now it is a playoffs maybe a little bit different timing. And I think that that region is uh, you know fairly doable for Sansbury and Tempanogus like you said. Uh, but that's why I haven't taken a little bit of a step back. Call me a doubter. it's fine. I'm I'm all right with it. Uh, I definitely want to see Sansbury play the first couple games and maybe make a little few tweaks in the top ten. Um, but uh, yeah, I think we're uh, really showing uh, the parity. I mean, the the, the 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 amount of teams that are in five uh, A. It's really hard to do uh, just these top ten because uh, you're you're really splitting hairs on on a couple of these. Exactly. Teams. Yeah. No. It's definitely splitting hairs. I think that it's
0: it's. <laughs> It's easy to know something um, or think you know something. And then once the season starts, it all falls apart and something uh, miraculous usually happens. And like I said, in 5A, that's going to be the most likely classification, I think, for uh, a dark horse to come out of nowhere and make some noise. I mean, maybe even a team like a team, you know, like Wasatch, Fork. Forks, one of these teams that has some good players. Um, Yeah, so those are those are our top 10. Uh, just going into our way too early uh, MVP um, potential candidates. Uh, on the offensive side of the ball, I would say number, number one's got to be a player out of Lehigh. I think Brousseau, um, maybe Gonzalez, you know, one of those players on off the offensive side of the ball. Jack Johnson out of Brighton for sure. Um, I think that... Um, uh, the running back out of Spanish Fork, Josh Buck, could be in there. Quarterback out of Springville, Ryder Burton. Uh, wide receiver out of Timpanogos and Luke Livingston could be in the mix. Um, Matsuyaki Haley out of Stansberry, depending on how much they're going to run the ball, could definitely be in the mix as well. And Corbin Cottle running back out of Bountiful. Or my, maybe Daxton Sunko out of Box Elder. We'll see about that. But uh, Luke, Luke Jacobs. The quarterback out of Beaumont, you know, he's, he's a solid player, too. Um, defensive side of the ball, number one is going to be Bobby Terrell out of Lehigh. Um, View has uh, Munga. is a pretty good defensive lineman over there. Um, Somebody I didn't mention either is uh, the receiver um, out of Timpview as well. He's definitely going to be in the mix defensively. Hezekiah Ambrosio. Out of tip view will be in there as well. Um, defensive side of the ball, let's see. Trying to think of somebody who else that might be in there. Um, Easton Baker, definitely in the top echelon of defensive players in 5A next year. But that's just off the top of my head, the ones I can think of. Um, linebacker out of Skyline is really good. They um, got a good running back over there as well. But yeah, so that, that's, that's what... My too early MVP de- defensive MVP.
1: Yeah, I'm right. I'm right on you. Uh, yeah, you nailed it on the head. I do like the running back out of Bountiful, um, the Corbin Coddle kid. Uh, he, I think he's going to be. Uh, B- Bountiful likes to run the ball. Uh, that would be a key, uh, you know, situationally having him come in, in, the Bruiser getting up those those tough yards. The last thing I got to say for Five A though is uh, I know last year all my Northridge fans out there, you showed a lot of love. You, you know, you hit me up on the on the Twitter. You hit me up on the Instagram. I'm sorry, I'm not riding with you this year. Uh, we'll I'll still be cheering for Northridge, but uh, I think they're going to be taking a step back. I, I thought about putting them up there just for the sake of it, but I can't lie to you, the audience, as as we're doing this. You know, I can't lie. I don't feel good about lying to you, uh, but I do. Uh, I'll, I'll be cheering for the Northridge Knights as well. So I, I just wanted to give them a quick little shout out because uh, I was pretty pretty high on Northridge this, this last year.
0: Yeah, yeah, another MVP. I mean, offensive MVP, Aminé Amone out of the East, but I mean, yeah, looking. I am just looking over these teams as well. Um, another one that might creep in is a is a Payson uh, going over the top players. They do have a lot of players returning. Um, I just did a top defensive lineman in Savin Cook. Uh, Cooper Swayze is a really good receiver there. They just have a lot of players, so I think Payson might be that third team the or cedar valley in that region seven with Mm stansbury um but i mean maybe some teams that made it last year that might take a might take a little dive you talked about Northridge, who they were definitely being led by a really good uh, quarterback over there who Mm -hmm. signed with utah state and he's not going to be there what are your thoughts on bonneville this next year
1: um, you know Bonneville, I, I do one of the one of the one of the coolest things I do like about about the coaching staff up there is they are not afraid to play the big dogs. Last year, and, and you're like, well, for the big dogs, but they did play Ridgeline, they played Skyview. They're not afraid to go out and, and, and play these teams, right? Uh, they're not going to go play an Austin. Uh, they're not going to go play um, a, a Grand County, i.e. Timpanogos. Um, they're, not to, they're not going to. They're not going to. They're not going to shy away. Uh, from it, uh, I think the kids have the grit, and they they kind of um, have that mantra with them. The only thing with Bonneville, and I and I see them. Unlike you, I have Boxelder three in that in that region in region five. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it goes bountiful Bonneville Box Elder. Um, I think Bonneville's going to be there. They're going to be hanging around. Like you said, it's so close on that top ten. Um, you know, they if they get hot at the right time and they get matched up with the right team. I think they can do it. A couple of years ago, uh, they had a really, really good team. Uh, then they got matched up against Alta. Alta actually had a really big COVID outbreak for like two or three weeks. They were a really low seed. I want to say Bonneville was like a two in 2020, uh, the two seed or the three seed overall. Alta was like a 15 seed, and they went to Bonneville and beat them. Um, and so like it totally totally with matchups and stuff like that I think Bonneville is is is, is better than uh, than like a, a Maple Mountain, uh, they're better than Fox Towilla, Tooele um, and some of these other teams uh, I even think they're better than Cedar Valley uh, and so I, I don't know, I, I think they're going to be a good team I think they're going to be in the mix but as far as making a deep run like an Orem uh, a Lehigh, a Springville, I just don't know if they have the legs to do so this year mm-hmm yeah, yeah.
0: I think I I would say that they're probably I would say Bonneville might be third or fourth. Beaumont I really do. They they got their their running back and a quarterback coming back that I think are are really really good. Um, once again, in that Jacobs kid, who's just a great runner of the football over in Bumont. Um, so I I just I do think they're going to take a little skid uh, this year. Out of all these teams, uh, what team do you think could flip their record? Either way, right? Um, so, an eight and two team could be two and eight, or a two and eight team could be eight and two. What team would you think would be most likely to do something like that?
1: Man, uh, first thing that I my my first thought is uh, Woods Cross because uh, you know <laughs> if they won a game last year, um, I think Woods Cross is going to be better. Uh, but a team to flip, um. Man, I just, it's tough. Maybe a Uenta. Um, I, I don't know yeah. if, the, if the Utes will be as as good. I don't think Tooele is going to be as good. Uh, I guess being more on the negative yeah. side, you know. Yeah. Uh, like you said, mm-hmm. I think a Box Elder can be better. Um, I think a Woods Cross can be better. Region 5 last year was kind of like the, the bad region out of uh, 5A, in my opinion. I think mm-hmm. there's, it's a lot more intriguing. Uh, Bonneville, Bountiful. You know, Beaumont could could be getting uh, a little bit better. Woods Cross, I don't think they're going to be as bad as what they were this last year. Uh, You know, second year coach knows the kids a little bit better. Um, But those are kind of the teams that that I think um, that could do a little bit of a a switcheroo.
0: Yeah, that's that's just yeah, I like that.
1: Yeah, I think that Box Elder and Tooele,
0: I feel like kind of trade places in what Tooele did, which was impressive last year. Um, I think Box Elder could do something like that. And Towilla, I mean, losing pretty much everybody, including their head coach. And with uh, Halu transferring to Stansberry, I think they're going to drop tremendously. So I think Towilla would be one that might uh, flip their record. Once again, on that negative side. I like that. Box Elder. Um, hmm, I think Alta could, could flop too. Uh, they had a really the, good the, really good quarterback last year. I mean, they have a good running back that's going to keep coming back, but I feel like they might flip for the negative too.
1: Yeah, the tough thing with Alta, though, is that they're just so close to Corner Canyon. And yeah. Corner Canyon's been so dominant on the 60 level. It's like, you know, if you're a kid and you're sitting in that sandy, you know, Draper area and, uh, you know, you're a D1 kid, why would you go to Alta when you could go to Corner Canyon? Right. Zach Wilson, uh, you know, his little brother. I mean, we're talking about big-time B1 you now NFL kids coming out of there. Why would you do that? That's why uh, you know, I feel I feel for Alta. Uh, they still play with that grit that they've always played with, you know, growing up, but it, it does make it really hard with Corner Canyon sitting right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Love it.
0: All right, well, I, I enjoyed um, this podcast, and this will probably come out you know probably maybe even a month after we're recording this but we're once again rate subscribe